Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Because it's not like you can have like a Wednesday episode uh, when there's not a game where you're like, here's how the team can improve. Because the team's not going to improve. You just have to be like, uh, here's the current state of bad. <laughs> Even on our weekly show, every week we're like, so uh, what do we what do we say about this team? Feel bad. Not going to be better. <laughs> Welcome to Checking Out the Competition, the triumphant return from our extended holiday break of Checking Out the Competition, Arizona Coyotes. We are joined again by Carl Pavlak of Five for Howling. Carl, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Great. Thank you. So uh, we were just discussing ages ago that we played the Arizona Coyotes way back last year on December 11th. Um, If you forget, it was a five to four overtime loss for the Flyers, which was I distinctly remember being incredibly annoyed by that particular overtime loss because it's like, all right, could could you just lose in regulation for Christ's sake, please? I mean, the the late games, when they go into overtime and it's a loss, you're just like, oh, I feel ripped off. I feel just cheated by this. 100%. I mean, most Flyers games these days feel a little bit like someone's getting over on me, but those in particular are just extra. Um. Since that game, the Coyotes have gone four and six, um, but we'll get into some specifics a little bit because a lot of, you know, there were a couple of games that were interesting. Um, first of all, the team seems to be winning a lot at home, not so much on the road, um, which, you know, is not that abnormal for an NHL hockey team. But um, I think I remember reading something. I forget where it was. It might have been on The Athletic about how the Coyotes seem to have really embraced the whole um college arena thing and are really making it into something do you think that there's something special about home games for arizona uh there there definitely is and uh we had a whole podcast on locked on coyotes where my co-host and i robin uh just discussed it and i'm not sure what it is i've narrowed it down to like five things i'm like (laughs) teams are unfamiliar with the ice they're unfamiliar with the boards it's very loud it's just a new experience like so i don't know what it is but there's definitely something about uh mold arena at least for this year um i i do imagine that like in the following years it's gonna change but then hopefully by then we'll have the new tempe arena so there'll be that kind of new you know like what is this new place i don't know I, I've never played on it before, and hopefully we get that really good home ice advantage again. Yeah, I also saw the other day that every single person got a uh, a jersey. So yeah. ev- everyone got a t-shirt that looks like a jersey. Oh, uh, yeah, I totally bought it. In the picture, <laughs> it really looked like a jersey. Yeah, yeah, that was one of those things where, like, I, I looked at it, I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's like a jersey t-shirt. Uh, 
I, I don't know why people think that that's like an actual jersey. Um, We're all very it, <laughs> it would be amazing if the Coyotes gave out jerseys. Uh, I, I did see one article with like, here's what that costs retail. And I'm like, retail? Why are you even talking about retail for a giveaway? Ah, it's, yeah. it's, it's silly sometimes. It, I mean, you know, people always look for something. To yeah, they go. do. So to get into these last 10 games for the Coyotes a little bit, the thing that I find most interesting is that the Coyotes were able to beat the Colorado Avalanche 6-3, to and then the very next game beat the Toronto Maple Leafs 6-3. to And obviously, bad teams beat good teams all the time. It's hockey. That's why we like it. Um, but those, just like looking at the, the box stats for those two games in particular are like fascinating to me first of all that arizona could get six on both of those teams and then also hold each of those teams which have you know arguably the most explosive offenses in the league to only three goals so what was it about those two games that was different so I, I do love to hype up the Coyotes, but it, it does need to be pointed out that the Colorado Avalanche are a little bit, you know, injured. So we killed Nathan McKinnon, unfortunately. Yeah, but um, I, I don't know. For Someone pointed out to me um, on Twitter, and not to me, but to the world on Twitter, that the Coyotes played the Toronto Maple Leafs four times in 2022, and they won all four games. So... I think that one is just a case of Toronto being really cocky and Mm. just, you know, falling victim to a trap game repeatedly. Like, if there was ever a team that would fall for the same trap over and over again, like Sideshow Bob stepping on a rake, (laughs) it would be the Toronto Maple Leafs. 100%. (laughs) Um, I I just, I kind of like when a bad, when like an, an, legit bad team and like I don't even feel bad saying that about the Coyotes because the Flyers are also a legit bad team um just like totally gets over on a cup contender it just brings me a lot of joy especially a team like Toronto because like you said they're a little up their own ass yeah like the the Coyotes are so good at just catching a team by surprise and like just getting like the most ridiculous win out of it or just like a really hot start. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's why it's one of those things where I like, especially when the Coyotes are getting ready to play a really good team, I look at who they go, go for for their goaltender. Mm-hmm. Because if if they're starting their backup, I'm like, oh, okay, they're not taking this game as seriously as they should. And I understand if you're a good team, you look at your schedule, you're like, the Coyotes? Sure, we'll start our backup. But but it's really not the right mindset to go into any game like that. Yeah. Um, and you know, hockey is one of those things where teams get complacent. They really should. Uh, we always talk about parity, so you shouldn't really be too surprised when your bat when the bad team you're facing suddenly gets six goals against you. No, you really shouldn't. Um, speaking of good players, so just kind of like sticking with kind of broad themes about the Coyotes right now, obviously. People are still talking about Jacob Chikrin and him wanting to be traded and the Coyotes not yet trading him. Um, today I saw an article someplace um, that the Coyotes are, are going to be super firm about their price on Chikrin. They're not just going to trade him to trade him. And I wanted to ask you kind of 
in a season that's very obviously lost and we're all watching Connor Bedard and the world junior just like be an insane person. Um, Do you think that the Coyotes management is making a mistake by holding on to Chikrin longer than they should rather than just getting rid of him for what they can get and kind of leaning into the tank? It's definitely a tough question. Um, I will say right now, if the Coyotes wanted to start losing games, trading Chikrin would be a good first step. Mm -hmm. But the player that's winning on most of the games is Kirill Vimelka. Uh, mm-hmm. Chikrin's been just absolutely great in his comeback. He's he's looked really good, but he's not. You know, he, he's one defenseman. Uh he he is one piece of the puzzle. the The goaltending is definitely where it's at. And Bill Armstrong is definitely a GM who like is very firm. Um, kind of the story, the big story in the off season was Lawson Kraus, mm-hmm. and it got apparently all the way up to them sitting at the desk for arbitration before he was just like, all right, here's the deal. And then Kraus signed it right there. So like there is that kind of mentality and I'm not necessarily sure if it's going to keep working. Uh, Like I I do feel like eventually Bill Armstrong is going to get burned on, you know, holding firm like that. But for right now it's, it seems to be going okay. And I don't think anyone's going to question him on it. So I'm glad you brought up the goaltending because I did want to talk about that. Um, Bujmelka is, I mean, a lot better than he was last season for you guys just by the numbers. Um, Do you think that he is the goaltender that the team should be sticking with kind of going forward? Or do you think he's just kind of a for now until the team starts rebuilding and then they'll move on to someone else. Do you think he's good enough to backstop a team that's actually good? This is advertiser content brought to you by Frito-Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down. We break down who will be cutting cut. What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snackin'. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to frito No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void wherever hit Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Uh, I, you know, he. it's a very small sample size. Yeah. Uh, he comes from the Czech Second League. Like, this is his second year in the NHL. Um, so I, I don't want to put all the eggs in that basket. But looking at the Coyotes' pipeline, I also don't know who else it would be uh, if it's not Vimelka. Mm-hmm. Uh, Prosvatov is kind of like the, the closest one, but he hasn't looked great in his NHL showings. Granted, he has been put out against the Lightning and avalanche for most of his nhl games which is just kind of funny (laughs) um 
it's one of those things where, yeah, like it's, it's year two of the rebuild. Hopefully there should be some idea of who the goaltending is going to be. If not the, the guy you have, but the guy you have is too good. You got, you're going to have to trade the guy you have. So I I really don't know. It's a pickle. Uh, I I do think that, you know, if it's not Vanelka, it's going to be a free agent pickup. Yeah. Um, I kind of asked on Twitter what I should ask about the Arizona Coyotes for this little pregame podcast. And someone brought up um, Matias Michelli, who TSN is telling me is day to day. Is that still accurate? No, no, that was never accurate. Um, he uh, he is, I think, out until middle of the month. Oh, OK. So definitely not playing in this game. No, no. But he's been kind of a, a kind of a sneaky surprise. Good player for you guys this season. Yeah, um, uh, I remember there being some positive buzz about him in the AHL, but but never really this. Like, I, I didn't expect to see Matias Michelli be a, a dark horse Calder candidate, mm-hmm. which I don't know if he is, but he is in the minds of Arizona Coyotes fans. <laughs> um, he is probably the best rookie that the team has had since Clayton Keller. Um, and before he got injured, I actually did the numbers. Uh, it looked like he was going to finish with like five points fewer than Keller's 65 wow. in his rookie year. That's pretty impressive. It is, especially for a guy who I, I don't think anyone really expected to be that dynamic of a player. Last time we talked, I'm fairly sure Ghost was also second in scoring for the team. Um, Clayton Keller, obviously top scorer for you guys right now how has ghost looked over the last 10 games still good he's he's looked great he's like really slotted in nicely next to jacob chikrin like it's a a really fun pairing Mm -hmm. uh there was a a pretty messy turnover in the last game so you know i'm a little bit upset with him but you know for what he provides he, he definitely is is giving the coyotes a lot for the money is there anybody else playing particularly well who she would be keeping an eye on Nick Bugstad, surprisingly enough. Uh, Bugstad has been just amazing five-on-five. He had a goal in the Coyotes' last game. He has goals in his last three, uh, five points in his last four. Wow, that's pretty interesting. Um, What would you say is the – this is probably a tough question because if you ask me what the weakest part of the Flyers game is right now, I'd be like uh, a whole – the whole thing. <laughs> what what's the the weak spot for the Coyotes lately? It's 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 mostly just like dumb mistakes mm-hmm. and an inability to play a full sixty minute game. Uh, they're they're much better at the this year compared to last, but the Coyotes will often take off like a full period or you know three quarters of a period. Uh, they've gotten slightly better at, at penalties, but they still take plenty of inopportune times. Uh, penalty kill would be a close second for their their weakest aspect. Um, but yeah, the they gave up like two early goals uh, against the Florida Panthers. Both came off of like just really egregious defensive zone turnovers mm. and inability to clear the puck and all that sort of thing. And you're like, yeah, that's kind of the Coyotes and microcosm. How familiar are you with the Flyers roster? Not very. Okay, I didn't think you would be. We've been playing a fun game at Broad Street Hockey where we uh, look at other teams and try to figure out 
who the worst player on that team that would be the best player on the Flyers is, if that makes sense. Ooh. It's, it's it's kind of fun. You might want to try to do it with the the Coyotes. It's kind of fun. I mean, I'm just looking at at this roster, and I think that the worst player that you guys have, who would be the best player on the Flyers, is probably. I mean, it's probably Chikrin. I would say, even though he's obviously a very good defenseman, um, he would easily be the best player on the Flyers. We're not counting Carter Hart because that feels like cheating. But um, yeah, it's kind of a, a fun game to play when your team is dog shit. Like, which, which I, player, like which fourth liner on a good team would be the best player on the Flyers? I mean, something like that kind of happened last season where like Travis Boyd came out of nowhere and became like <laughs> the top line center with Clayton Keller and Nick Schmaltz. You're like, what? <laughs> that guy really so weird um is there anything else remarkable about the arizona coyotes over the last 10 games that we should know about Hmm. over the last 10 games it it just it's been such a long time uh i would say the the coyotes are kind of lately they've been up on their power play it's it's definitely a uh a roller coaster seeing how the coyotes power play is doing it's been good for the past couple games so so that's definitely new um and you know just in general since we haven't talked about him lawson kraus has been playing extremely well okay. um i th- i think it's his beard he has a very ridiculous beard Ooh. this year um and I-, I encourage everyone listening to check it out he's been really good um he has uh looks like five points in his last four games i do tend to believe that a person with a crazy beard has a little bit of of like a power given to them by the beard yeah it's like a it's like a reddish orange kind of beard uh and like when he started the season i was like that's ridiculous (laughs) and now it's like he can never shave that um unless Unless the Coyotes need to lose a couple games, then someone sneak in and shave Krause's beard, see what happens. Speaking of, as a Coyotes fan, are you kind of annoyed that they're not doing worse than they are? Because right now they've got, just for the record, San Jose, Columbus, Anaheim, and Chicago below them. Um, Montreal, just a couple points ahead of them. Are Do you kind of wish... Because I think a lot of Flyers fans are in this spot that you kind of just wish they would be bad because this is the year to do it. I mean, the the Coyotes had the opportunity to be bad the year the McDavid draft, and they were, and it still didn't help them. Uh, uh, I actually was talking to someone on Twitter after they beat the Maple Leafs, um, and they kind of brought up the fact that hey, you should be rooting for the team to be bad. You should want them to be bad, to get the best standings. It's better in the long term. All the things that people say. Yeah. Um, and I kind of the fact that no matter what I do, it does not affect anything. Like me being happy that the Coyotes win yes. or being angry that the Coyotes win or like mildly annoyed is not going to affect their play in any way at all. Right. Um, it it is one of those things where I've kind of come to the realization that, you know, I am watching the game. I am not a part of the game. I should not be wanting it to really be 
any different than it is because me wanting that isn't going to change it. So I just, I enjoy the wins. Uh, I still get annoyed at the losses. Um, I get annoyed at the wins too because they often come with like large stretches of things where I'm like, why are you doing that? Stop doing that. Um, and, and yeah, that, that's kind of my philosophy right now. Like, hey, it doesn't matter what you think. So why not just be happy? That was very zen and also incredibly good advice for any Flyers fan that's listening. It, it is my, like I said, second year covering a tank. So yeah. it's, yeah. You might as well have some fun. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, no matter what you do, it, it doesn't affect anything. Yeah. And I say that as someone who like, I could theoretically like, you know, write a bunch of stuff and make guys feel bad and that may impact them slightly negatively. But if you're like someone watching at home, uh, I'm not going to do that, by the way, because it's just mean and not real. But if you're someone watching at home, there's absolutely nothing you can do that's going to have any impact on the product on the ice. Right. Just there isn't. So enjoy it. It's sports. It's supposed to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. And I do very much understand like the mindset of like, hey, I want the team to be successful long term. And, and I get that. And I do like I would honestly love if the Coyotes won the draft and finally got to draft first overall. But yeah, uh, they're, they're not letting me control that. Yeah. And even if you are the worst team in the league, you're not guaranteed anything. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, the, the Coyotes got like lapped by the Devils at the last draft and the Devils weren't, you know, they were, what, fourth worst in the league, I think? Yeah, both the Devils and the Rangers have gotten lucky without having yeah. to be the worst in the league. So it can happen. You just got to get yeah. a lottery. You just got to get in there. The Edmonton Oilers, when they drafted Connor McDavid, were not the worst team in the league. That is correct. So why not us or perhaps you? <laughs> <laughs> why not one of us? Yeah. Why not? Carl, give me a uh, final score prediction for funsies. Ah. Uh... I'm going to go uh, 5-3 Coyotes. I was, I, I'm not even joking with you. I was going to say 5-3 Flyers. Why not? <laughs> so 5-3, one of them. It's uh, going to be 5-3. Which way? Who can say? Yeah. <laughs> I, honestly, I would be happy. The Coyotes often struggle to get that third goal. So yeah. even if they get in a losing match, I'm just like, eh, you got three. There Good for you. you. Good for you. Uh, why don't you tell people where they can find you on the internet? Uh, so best place to find all of my hockey stuff, uh, because I'm not really using my personal Twitter much right now is the five for howling page, the word five, the number four word howling. Uh, I am also the host on lockdown coyotes. Like I said, you can find that at L O underscore coyotes. Carl, thank you so much for joining us. I really hope that you enjoy the hockey game. I hope that everyone listening enjoys the hockey game. Go Flyers. It's 2023 and you're still looking for a baseball podcast? What's up, party people? Danny Vietti here from the Wake and Rake podcast. Yes, I know the name of our show, Freaking Rocks. Join World Series champion Will Middlebrooks and I as we banter about the best of the best from Major League Baseball, including power rankings. One of the best players of all time. Headlines. Solidifies a dynasty. And special guests. Reese Hoskins. Stroh showed. Jose Trevino. Listen and or watch every episode of the Wake and Rake podcast, available on all your favorite listening platforms and the all-new Believe Sports channel.